I am back, and the race isn't over, right? You're Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm back. Sneaky Joe DiBiase, fresh off my destination bachelor party in the great city of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I am back. And the race for the playoffs, I don't think is over or is not. It's not as over as I might have thought uh, going into, uh, into my trip there my little uh, vacation. Now, my voice, as you could hear, it sounds like five days in Nashville. A little raspy, but we'll get through it. And um, I got the tea right here. I'm all ready to go. If I have to take a drink sip throughout the uh, the middle of the show, I'm not a great video editor. So you you might you might hear uh, you might hear me drinking at one point for a second. But otherwise, I think we're good. Um, I'm excited to be back uh, talking about this team in this context that the race, I don't I don't really think it's over, but we'll go through the standings and whether or not that's true or not, how true it is. The goalie situation, which is amazing right now. Tage Thompson has some important games ahead on an individual basis, and I'll tell you more about that coming up a little bit as well. And let's bring back the mailbag portion of today's show, uh, of our show, and we'll get to some listener questions a little bit later on uh, from our Twitter account at Locked On Sabres, which is where you can follow us or you can follow me at Sneaky Joe Sports. The YouTube account is Locked on Sabres on YouTube. Just go to YouTube, search Locked on Sabres, and it is the easiest way to get a hold of us there. Our episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right, so standings don't look that bad, right? Five points out, game in hand, and Pittsburgh plays again. Before the Sabres are next in action, Sabres next in action Friday, hosting the New York Rangers. Pittsburgh has a matchup at home with the Nashville Predators on Thursday night. So the next time the Sabres take the ice, they will have two games in hand on the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I really do believe that game, Penguins and Predators, is going to, for me, be very impactful over how I feel about Friday's game against the New York Rangers. If the Penguins go on to win against the Predators, they'll be favored to do so. Nashville's not a great team. Pittsburgh's at home. If they're able to win that game, you're seven points out, two games in hand with nine games to go. Not feeling great about it. Every point matters. It's so late in the in in the late in the the game here that even a single game like that I think can so drastically change what their odds are. If the Predators were to beat Pittsburgh in regulation, the Sabers would be five points back with two games in hand. All right, now we may have something. Now you may have something if that result goes your way, because then suddenly that Friday night Ranger game becomes you win. You're three points back with one game in hand, and that's a real race. Even with eight games to go, that's a real race. That's a real – there's an outcome there where you can – it's reasonable that you can overcome. Whereas seven points, nine games to go, even with the games in hand, I, I know that it's only it's only one game result, but I think it really drastically sways uh, how I'm going to be feeling about this team's playoff chances. And by the odds – I don't know what to do with their odds. 3%. 
it feels like it's more than 3%, but I use, I like to trust the numbers and I will trust that they are only 3%, uh, which is about the same that they would have to win the Connor Bedard sweepstakes uh, for the lottery. Now they have put themselves in a situation to still care about these games, right? Uh, you know, five of the last six points while I was away. Maybe I'm a it's good luck charm for me to be in Nashville. I should go back. Um, a 5-4 win over the New Jersey Devils. A 2-0 shutout win over the Islanders. When has that ever happened? Especially with Eric Comrie in that. And then a 4-3 shootout loss to Montreal at home. Because, of course, Sabres can't win at home. And Montreal filled up the building. You lost in a shootout in a game. Sabres were pretty thoroughly dominated and thoroughly controlled. My experience actually watching that game was interesting. I watched that game late Monday night. I had a I had a late flight out of Nashville, you know, connected in uh in Baltimore and then flew would fly home and landed at about midnight on Monday night. So our plane took off at what was it? Like 9:30 uh 9:30 Eastern time which means the game was just about wrapping up as we were about to get on the plane. We were hoping that it was going to end. Shootout kept going and going. Like, we got a board soon. Um, but we're watching in Baltimore. And what was interesting was that Baltimore airport on that night, it was a unique experience in that all these different flights from around the country, because I, I know that not all of these people that were ready to get on this flight to Buffalo were on my flight from Nashville. You know, but maybe you had like four or five, six flights that were all – you know, meeting in Baltimore, and then that's where the flight was to Buffalo. So all of these people from all around the country sitting there waiting to board, and a lot of them watching the Sabre game. I'm watching it on my phone. I got a couple of buddies with my with their phones out, and there's a bunch of people around us watching. You had a couple of Leaf fans that were kind of laughing at, you know, how into the game all the Sabre fans were. But, you know, we it was into it. And there was a reaction to it, like to each moment. And, you know, the three-on-three overtime, the penalty that got called, the whole place went, like, was was nuts. And the whole place, you know, maybe a dozen people were reacting. But it was cool. And that game, people are just uttering in the Baltimore airport. So funny. Pozzetta. Pozzetta. How can you let – how can you lose to Pozzetta? Just the, the guy's name, and he's riding the horse as he goes past uh, the Sabres crowd, and he's pointing at him. Um, Man, there was some frustration there, and you know, man, you could hear it in in the voices of those fans that were just watching on in the Baltimore airport again, which is so funny. Um, it's just frustration. Like this was a chance, that was a point you needed. That point, you can't drop any points, especially to Montreal. It's a bad team. How many points have the Sabers dropped, especially recently, to bottom teams in the NHL? You dropped one point to Montreal. You dropped two points to Nashville. I'm going to, I'm going to consider Nashville for this Nashville, you know, league standings wise, Nashville is 17th. Okay. You know what? 17th. I'll take that back. I'll take back Nashville being like a pitiful team. Uh, but otherwise Philadelphia, two points lost there to Philadelphia. Um, who else you lost two points to Columbus five. That's it right there in the last month. The Sabres have blown five points to bad teams. There's bad teams, and they're five points out of a playoff spot right now. If you had, if they had taken care of business against the teams they should have beat, they would be in a spot right now, or they'd be tied for a spot at the very least. But a good job on them to get a, a head-to-head win over the Islanders, 2 to nothing, and then that win over a very strong Devils team uh, on Friday night. Now, remaining strength of schedule as it relates to the playoff race, if you care about it. 
Sabres are actually not that bad. 13th hardest schedule left uh, in the final nine games. Um, you know, about middle of the pack. They've got a game against Carolina that's tough. The Rangers game is tough. And the Devils, they have another Devils game that's tough. But on the flip side, they still have a game against Columbus. I know it's the finale of the season. They might be dead by then. They have one more crack at Philly. They've not, not been able to solve torts in the Flyers. But Philly's bad. There's a game against the Flyers, a game against the Red Wings, who've lost their goalie, Billy Huso, maybe for the season, and they've been sputtering anyway. Uh, and then you've got head-to-head matchups with teams like Ottawa and um, and Florida. So there's an opportunity here. And meanwhile, the teams around the Sabres in the standings, I'll put up the standings for our, uh, for our YouTube listeners, or YouTube watchers, I should say. Um, as it stands, the Sabres are tied with Ottawa in the standings. Ottawa's got the 10th hardest schedule left, so about the same as Sabres, a little bit harder. Florida is two points ahead of the Sabres. They actually have an easier schedule, 79 points, as does Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is an easier schedule at 20th. Washington is the one they've got an advantage over. Washington, who was one point back at the Sabres, they're still a part of this race. The Sabres uh, have the benefit over them because the Capitals are the second hardest schedule remaining in the NHL. They still have games against Boston, New Jersey, Tampa Bay, and the New York Rangers, as well as Florida and the Islanders. Two games against the Islanders. Uh, So a tough schedule for sure for Washington down the stretch. Uh, All right, that's a quick look at the playoff race. We'll take a timeout when we come back. The goalie situation and then Tage's race uh, down the stretch here. Two races for Tage before we get to some mailbag here on the Lockdown Sabres podcast. And we are brought to you, as always, by Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is incredible. It's one delicious scoop of AG1 in your water every morning. And with it, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. Special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. Um, It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Uh, tons of people take some kind of vitamin and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that will actually support your health. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health. Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, athleticgreens.com is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do, visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Sneaky Joe DiBiase back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. All right, Jeremy White and I on WGR's morning show on uh, Tuesday, we interviewed Sabres head coach Don Granato, as we typically do on Tuesdays. And the most interesting answer Granato gave to any one of our questions was about Devin Levi. Jeremy asked Granato, would you be comfortable or would you have any hesitation putting Devin Levi in a game that mattered for the playoff race. And Granado very quickly and matter-of-factly answered, no hesitation. Granado sounded like someone that is is itching to get Levi into game action, even thinking that it might help the Sabres down the stretch here on the short term. What is amazing, I've never seen anything like this. Anything like this. This is probably a first for me in my life that I've seen this. This Sabres-Ranger game coming on Friday night, I could reasonably tell you 
It could be any of the four. Four. Not two. Not three. Four guys. Honestly, there's a defense for all of them. It's probably Ukapeka Lukanen's turn. Uh, I mean, the way they've been rotating, you might think it's Lukanen's turn or it's Anderson's. It's one of the two. But Lukanen, you know, he's he's they want to play him games. They want to get him uh, and keep him in the rotation. He's still developing. Craig Anderson, still on the season, has been the Sabres' best goaltender as a whole. So with, you know, now he hasn't played since March 21st with over a week's rest. They might think that Anderson's their best option. They could think that Eric Comrie is their best option going a third game in a row. He's gotten hot. You know, the last two games, a shutout against the Islanders. And then, yeah, he allowed three goals to Montreal, but he did it on 41 shots, 38 saves on 41 shots. So they could play the hot hand with Eric Comrie and go three straight games in a row or throw Levi in there, the wild card, throw the wild card in there. I I think they could do any of the four and I wouldn't be surprised. And that is incredible. Um, Me personally, I'm, I'm honestly, I I might be talking about both sides of my mouth here, but whatever, you know, you you gotta, you gotta be willing to adapt. You gotta be willing to evolve a little bit with your takes. I said a couple weeks ago after Dallas, they lost 10, four. I said, I never need to see Eric Comrie in a Sabres uniform again. And honestly, I still think that's true. I don't need to see him in a Sabre uniform ever again. I am sold on he cannot be on this team next season. I I feel very strongly about that. I will say, though, just because they've not had many opportunities to ride the hot hand all season, he was really good in each of his last two games. I think I'd roll with him and just hope that this is a goalie getting hot. It could be anybody. You never know when a goalie could get hot. Andrew Hammond who was a career AHL goaltender, former uh, former Sabres property. He uh, played for the Amherst, uh for a couple of years. Andrew Hammond, the Ham- Hamburglar, uh, who you'll remember his success with the Ottawa Senators. That's the example. Andrew Hammond, again, not an NHL goaltender. He played 67 games in his entire NHL career. That 2014-15 season where Ottawa went on that crazy run, Andrew Hammond went 21-2. and for his record and had a 941 save percentage. He got hot and he stunk. No, no offense to Andrew Hammond. In terms of being an NHL goaltender, he stunk, but he went hot, He got hot for 20 games because anybody can do, get hot for 20 games. And maybe Eric Comrie can get hot here for the rest of the season. I would, honestly, I think I would play Comrie until, until he screwed up. Um, and I would also not be afraid to pull guys quicker. I know Granado doesn't do that. But interesting how the goalie situation is uh, playing out here. And I to- I said I would go Comrie. I don't even have a good guess. Honestly, I don't even have a good guess as to who Granado's going to go with. To me, it's 25, 25, 25, 25 in terms of percentage. I, I don't even know if I'd want to make any of them the favorite. I-, I Comrie, I would tell you Comrie's the favorite, but the last time a Sabres goalie has played three games in a row was over a month ago for Lukanen. And Lukanen, I think, is the only one that's done it all year. Maybe Comrie did it earlier in the year. He did. Comrie did it, you know, games 2, 3, 4, and then games looks like 11, 10, 11, 12. That's it. All right, so goalies. We'll keep you updated on that as much as we can. But interesting that Granado would be willing to put Devin Levi in in a game that mattered. The other thing to track over the rest of the season, on an individual basis, Tage Thompson. Tage Thompson, who it once looked like was going to cruise to 50 goals and 100 points. 
it's now looking very hairy as to whether or not he's going to get there. There are nine games to go. He obviously missed the game on Monday with an injury. We'll see if he returns to the lineup. My guess would be that he is, that he's going to. They did that on purpose. Granado even said it. They did that on purpose to help get some rest. Um, He's got 89 points and 44 goals. There's nine games left. He needs six goals in his final nine games to get to 50 50 goals. He needs 11 points in his final six games to get to 100 points. I think they're about equal in terms of how likely they are. I think he might be an underdog for both. I might think he's favored to get one of the two, if that makes sense. If you were just going to bet straight up, is he going to get the goals? I think he's an underdog too. Straight up for 100 points, I think he's an underdog too. If I combine the two, just say he'll do one of the two, I, I think he's favored that he'll get one of them. I don't know what's easier though. Six goals in nine games or 11 points in uh, in in nine games. Um, he has put up some assists. The goal scoring has not really been there. He's got two goals in his last, I believe it's 11 games. Um, so the injury, of course, plays into this as well. And what once seemed like a, a sure, a surety that he was going to get 50 goals and 100 points, maybe not going to happen now. But I hope he does do it. It would be really cool for Thompson. I've never seen a Sabre score 50 goals in my life. I've never seen a Sabre score 100 points in my life. Who's to say it'll ever happen? I guess Thompson could do it at some point, but. You never know. Guys have career years, and maybe this is Thompson's career year. So, it might be, again, it'd be cool because I'm not sure I'll ever get to see 50 goals uh, or 100 points unless, you know, scoring keeps going up. All right. Time out here. When we come back, mailbag episode from you, the listeners, uh, or segment. That's ahead here on the Lockdown Savers podcast. We are brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. We're well past the holidays now. You know what? We got through St. Patrick's Day. And, you know, St. Patrick's Day, beer, and that could mean, you know, corned beef or, you know what, you're going out on St. Patrick's Day. If you're going out on St. Patrick's Day, you know, you're probably not eating great. You're probably eating chicken tenders or you're getting a burger and fries or something um, because you're out. And that's what you eat when you're out. So if you want to counteract that, eat healthy over the next couple of days and weeks and months, do it with Bilt Bar. Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. You won't think that they're good for you. Uh, absolutely perfect for what you're looking for when you're trying to get healthier. What makes Bilt Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, unbelievable flavors. Churro, peanut butter brownie, cookie dough is my favorite. I'm not sure how Bilt does it. that they're get, They get these things that taste like a candy bar while staying healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box because for years, I've been telling you to go to Bilt.com to get your Bilt Bars. But now... Now, get them at your local Walmart or your Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box. Or if you're close to a Sam's Club, grab a 13-bar box. Hit flavors, cookie dough, uh, cookies and cream, double chocolate, and more. You can thank me later. Head over to Built.com, Sam's Club, or Walmart. Sneaky Joe DiBiase, last segment here on today's show. And we're going to do a little mailbag edition of today's show. Uh, always, you can tweet in your questions at Locked On Sabres, or you can send them in on our YouTube channel. Uh, again, just search Locked On Sabres on YouTube. Our first question comes from Matt at MTScott02 on Twitter. Who would you rather have on the third pairing next year, Stillman or Joker? Henry, how are you? And who's your ideal second pairing replacement? Uh, for me, the ideal situation is that Riley Stillman and Henry Okiharu is your third pair. Um, for me personally, or Stillman is your seventh, Labushkin is your sixth, and Yoki Haru is on your third pair. To me, that's actually more reasonable. 
You've got, I know they're a bunch of righties and that's tough to balance out. But to me, Yoki Haru should be a third pair defenseman and Stillman and, and Labushkin are under contract. So it's a tough one. Um, so that's what I would go with. Uh, the ideal replacement. I thought about Matt Dumba, who's going to be a free agent UFA. One of the few, you know, good free agents that's going to be available. Uh, Ryan Johnson is a possibility to sign out of Minnesota, but I don't think he's going to be back. So those are a couple of options. Um, the trade market seems to be something that's a little bit more likely for them. Uh, Radko Gudas is also a possibility. I don't have a favorite yet. Maybe Matt Dumba is the top of my list, but I'd, I'd have to do more digging on what his contract is going to look like. But Dumba on a second pair with Owen Power. I mean, that sounds that sounds pretty good, pretty good to me. All right, thanks for the question. Our next uh, Twitter question goes to Lord Eric, the Eric 007. Two players you do not expect to return. Two players from the Amherst that you expect to be on the roster next season. This is a tough one because the forwards would be the Amherst I would expect to take a step up, including uh, Yuri Kulik. I do believe Yuri Kulik is going to – Kulik, Kulik, I keep going back and forth. I believe he's going to be on the team next year. I think he's going to. He's been too good in the AHL this season. Uh, maturity over the offseason, I think he's going to do it. And we'll see what he does at the World Championships for uh, Czech Republic if he does go for them. Um, other than that, and he's got to go in for someone. I think Kulik goes in for either Zemgis Girgensons or Kyle Oposo. One of the two will leave, whether Oposo retires or whether Girgensons leaves in free agency. Or Oposo leaves in free agency and goes somewhere. Although that, I think, is very unlikely. So Kurgitz is your postal out Kulik in. And the other one, I guess if both of those guys are gone, I could see Lucas Rosek, you know, getting up on the team. He scores in his first shift. Really cool moment for him the other night against Montreal. Um, Rusek, because of these, that scrappy bottom six guy defensive, uh, I could see his role being something that they would want in the bottom six. So maybe Rusek. And I might stop there. I, I might guess Matthew Savoy is not here next year at this moment in time. I wouldn't want to rule it out. The tough thing is, though, I just don't know who comes out of the lineup other than who's in. Like, you're not taking Tyson Jost out for the season he's had. You're not taking Krebs out. I, it really comes down to Victor Olison and Casey Middlesat. Are you going to trade one of the two? If you trade one of the two, clear the decks, you know, flip one for a defenseman. That's really the right idea. The right idea is trade Olison for a defenseman, a right-hand defenseman that can play in your top six. And you have Yuri Kulik go in for Olofsson. And if you want Rusek and Savoy to battle for another spot, you do that. That, that to me, is the most likely outcome. But otherwise, Skinner's not going anywhere. Tuck's not going anywhere. Paterka, no. Cousins, no. Quinn, no. Uh, Jost, I want to say no. Krebs, no. Uh, So much of this team's lineup is so, you know, it's already, and Thompson, of course, is a no. It's already so written in ink that there's not going to be a lot of spots available, I don't think. Jordan Greenway, I forgot about, um, of course, as well. All right, but that's going to do it for us today here on the Lockdown Savers Podcast as I lose my voice rapidly here. Uh, I'll save it for tomorrow, though. So more mailbag questions, if you have them, uh, at Lockdown Savers. We could do that again tomorrow and, uh, of course, on our YouTube channel uh, at Lockdown Savers. Thanks, everybody, for listening, making us your first listen every day. Now go make your next listen, Lockdown Game to Game. Every moment. Every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on the Locked On NHL app, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.